Welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to be chatting with you and with each other about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Kick us off with our news, Emily, because our news is always just where you're going to be because you're such a busy bee. I'm very busy. Uh, I will be at the World Oddities Expo in Raleigh, North Carolina on May 6th. I will Mm -hmm. be at Crafty Supermarket in Cincinnati, Ohio on May 13th. Mm -hmm. I will be on a small East Coast tour, including Boston Fiber Co. on May 31st, Circle of Stitches in Salem, Massachusetts on June 1st, and Skein Yarn Shop on June 3rd and 4th. And that's your totally 90s nostalgia tour with Junk Yarn. Yes. New fun things are coming for that. It will be a good time. Come hang out with us. Yeah. And all these events are free to attend? No, uh, no. but most most of them are. Uh, the World oh. Oddities Expo does have like an entrance fee. It's like a convention. Oh, okay. Uh, but Crafty Supermarket is free and all of those totally 90s tour events are free to attend. Awesome. That sounds like such a good time. Yes. And then we have a fiber coven knit night coming up on mm-hmm. uh may 24th at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific so that will be in our discord lauren and i will both be there hanging out knitting chatting drinking a <laughs> beverage yeah and uh bring whatever crafts you like and come and hang out with us we have a rad coven full of people um it's fun to finally put some faces to some usernames <laughs> mm-hmm. i really enjoy it and look forward to it i got to meet a coven member at the goblin market last weekend Yay. it was very lovely that's so much fun mm-hmm. rad so uh, i guess we can just jump into the content i finished a thing actually pretty fast i finished this little dicky design i made um i'm wearing it it is I don't even know how to describe it. I have, I came up with this idea while I was very high in January while we were in the middle of like some cataclysmic, like hasn't been this bad in 50 years snowstorm. And I had to like get it out into the world and it's just starting to warm up. So it's not super functional for me right now, but I'm really looking forward to wearing this piece next winter. So there is a ribbed tube that I can fit up over my nose and mouth. Uh, if I was walking around outside and wanted to keep my nose and mouth warm, but I can also tuck it under and it keeps this cowl, uh, snug around my neck and it's just stockinette stitch and it kind of grows outward and you can tuck it into like a hooded sweater. And it's, I think it's a cuter version of a dickie. It totally is. It So Lauren is wearing her zip up over it right now and it looks like she's just wearing a really cozy turtleneck hand neck sweater under her Uh, zip up Mm -hmm. it's very cute yeah yeah and this is kind of a frankenstein of hand spun i had been saving uh the ends of like plies that just didn't you know you always have a little bit of leftover um from my e-spinner and i'd been putting them onto bobbins and i had three partial bobbins finally after years of saving singles and then i plied them all together and i think i got about four ounces worth of three ply hand spun, which is like a decade of worsted. And a lot of it was um, the sample Rolex that I got from our friend Marina, who's Rapunzel Fiber Arts. And 
I just really like how it turned out. I didn't love the color combination that goes around the nose and mouth so much because there's some greens and reds and that's not my favorite color combo. So I chose to put that as the part that goes over my face and gets tucked in. Uh, And I really like how it turned out because it switches to like cool purples and blues around the neck area that's always going to be showing. And I, I like it. It's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's pretty functional here, too, because while it's nice and warm and sunny during the days, finally, it's still crisp and cool in the mornings and evenings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yay. What have you been working on? I worked more on my sweater, which is the Mema uh, pattern by Pip and Pin Knits in my uh, Penelope from Junk Yarn. And I'm just mm-hmm. doing the raglan uh, part right now. So this is the top shoulders of a cardigan. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's in my very lovely uh, baby pink with fun colored speckle yarn. It's very fun to work with. I think it looks really nice in the little slip stitch brioche bits. It really does. It's beautiful. Um, and it's and- a cardigan. It's going to be a cardigan, yeah. And I am getting bunchy on my... I have a 37-inch cable in there, so I think I'm going to switch to a 50-inch until I separate for the sleeves. So that's how that's going. I still have plenty of raglan in to do, so Mm -hmm. it'll be a while before I separate for the sleeves, but I am going to use my Knitting Barber cables for the first time to... I really like those. those. That'll Mm -hmm. be cool. The only other thing I have really worked on is my Lord of the Rings blanket. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited to see this. Which I just finished a new stripe of. I just finished mm-hmm. the Samwise Gamgee stripe. It's so earthy. It's really cute. It's the sage and kind of pumpkin orange mm-hmm. with some grays. Um, so this is stripe number seven. Oh, it looks so good. And I wound up the next ball I'm going to work with, which is the shortcut mm-hmm. to mushrooms. Lovely. Uh, little speckle slash kind of micro stripe thing. Uh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to cast that on and continue on my little ep- journey blanket. And this is the northeasterly blanket on fingering weight, which makes a really nice chevron. And you have laid it out for the whole blanket and chronologically in terms of the Lord of the Rings story. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I like it. I have it lives in this uh, Disney 50th anniversary tote bag. And this is just this project's tote bag. I have all the yarn in here that I need for the project. So I just grab a new mini when I'm ready to grab a new mini and attach it in there. You're making me want to knit another one of these. Yeah, it's really fun. I'm going to be doing it for the next three years. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) hop Mm -hmm. on board if you'd like. Uh, I have my eyes out for when they put up their pre-order for the two towers advent calendar because i need to get it (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i too have been working on a blanket Mm -hmm. um once again this is my heirloom temperature blanket you can see that how far i've gotten i've gotten another couple inches oh you've like officially made it into spring transition now i feel like i have officially made it to spring april has sprung It's been really nice. I've spent the last like three or four days with the same combination of a grungy purple and a bright light green, uh, which is very visually pleasing to me. I love those contrasting colors when one of them is when they're like not prime, like not saturated. I like Mm -hmm. when they're offbeat. And that's what this is going on. I'm honestly getting tired of it, 
of the combo, even though I like it, I'm ready for the temperature to change. It's been uh, consistently for the last few days in the high fifties, highs in the high fifties and lows in the low 20 or lows in the high twenties. So that's what this is. And you are going to switch your stitch pattern soon because it's the end of the month and you get to change when it's the new month. Yes. May's pattern is very complicated and I'm excited to test my skills. Yeah. So this is the heirloom temperature blanket by Soraya Hussain. I'm using my rainbow temperature gradient that I dyed up specifically for this. It is mosaic crochet, super beginner friendly, and I really like it and would highly recommend it. And I wake up each morning excited to put rose in this. Nice. Yeah. And the only other thing, it's so big. It's so big. Oh my God. It's getting so big. Um, <laughs> the only other thing I've been working on is like, I've been infatuated with using my hand spun. Mm-hmm. So I cast on a headband. I'm going to do one of my twisted headbands for a friend. This is the Camino colorway. Uh, these were Rolex that I got from our friend Marina, who is Rapunzel Fiber Arts. And these are the ones that were inspired by Star Wars planets. This is Camino. It's very much sea storm at night. And I I love it by making this for a friend who's also a Star Wars nerd and has lighter, uh, light brown hair. So this will look really nice on her, whereas it wouldn't really show up on my dark hair. But yeah, it's just going to be a tube. Going to put a little twist in it, a little headband. That'll be really cute. Yeah. And I've got this really cute little mushroom. Uh, <laughs> mushroom stitch marker made by someone pretty cool because mm-hmm. the friend I'm knitting it for likes to forage for mushrooms. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Have nice. you been working on anything else? No. Mm. But you have acquired some things. I did acquire a couple things. Yeah. Show One me. of the things I acquired is live animals, which is a flock of baby chicks. Two weeks in a row of us acquiring live animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your new chooks. They're very cute. They live in my bathtub. Uh, they're like three days old now. Uh, and they're fuzzy and they have cute little butts. Nice. And how long do they have to live in your bathroom before they can go into your hutch? Uh, you know, eight weeks, ten weeks. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. That's so many. Yes, many weeks of tiny chickens living in our bathtub. Mm-hmm. It might go out. Yeah, no, they'll, it'll probably be that long. If if they get to be really like big and annoying in the bathtub, we might move their tub out into the run of the coop and mm-hmm. like keep them outside. The only thing with that is we'll have to run an extension cord from the house 100% of the time so they can have their little heat plate thing. Mm-hmm that they need mm-hmm. but it was that'll depend on weather and stuff and like if they're really outgrowing the tub that they live in and driving us nuts mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but right now they're very cute and fuzzy and not doing any of those things uh there are six chickens we got three different breeds so there's two of each breed we got barred rocks uh mm-hmm. which are going to have a lovely like stripey speckle black and white feather pattern like Margot of our previous flock uh, their names are salt and pepper. This is the seasonings flock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we also got black australorps, which are goth chickens. They're going to have mm-hmm. black beaks and black feet. They will have red wattles and red combs, uh, but they're mm-hmm. all black. And their names are sesame and truffle. Perfect. And 
Then we also got exciting fancy chickens that are lavender Americanas. And they're going to lay blue eggs when they start laying eggs, which is very fancy and exciting. And they're they're very, they're like gray, bluish toned in feathers. And they have like a little fluff on their head. They're very cute. They're very cute chicks. Uh, and their mm-hmm. names are Rosemary and Lavender. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. Yep. I so they're it. cheap, cheaping around in my bathtub at the moment. Beep, 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 beep. If you want to see pictures and videos of them, go look at my Instagram because I'm putting them in my stories. Hooray! Mm-hmm. And then you also got some art. I did. I uh, I vented at the Goblin Market in Marietta, Georgia, this past weekend, which was very fun. And I got art from LJM Artist. Uh, that's their Instagram handle. And I got this oh, little cake. cake. It's a little tiered cake, uh, like marker illustration. Uh, and it says 90s arcade carpet and it has like the little color palette. And it like perfectly matched the outfit I was wearing to a ridiculous degree. And she had it there for $20. So I bought this art and now it lives in my studio on my art wall. So much fun. I love it. Yes. And then I also got a fidget toy while I was in Georgia. I went to the coffee shop Tuesday in Marietta, Georgia, and they have like a little shop section of the coffee shop. And I found this poppet that's shaped like an artist palette and the little paint holes are poppets. And it's very cute. That is adorable. Yes. I think it's a baby toy, but I don't care. (laughs) It's a fidget toy for adults, for serious adults. All fidget toys are for all ages. Yeah. So I thought that this was like the cutest thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It is very cute. I see why you bought that. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of cute, shall we proceed on to a cult corner? Yeah. This is kind of a lighter one this week uh, because we had such a heavy deep dive into some historical charismatic white men. (laughs) Uh, that we decided to go back to one of the things we were kind of doing before, and we're going to learn about another creature from Japanese folklore. Uh, I'm Japanese-American. I really like learning about it. This is one that you're probably familiar with from Studio Ghibli movies. We're going to talk about Kodama today, which are the little tree spirits that show up in Princess Mononoke. Uh, are there? Do they show up in any other places in Ghibli movies? I believe just Princess Mononoke. Mm-hmm. And this is the um, Kodama. I think you could argue that there are some Kodama roots to Totoro, mm-hmm. um, which is like not a yokai character. Totoro is a Ghibli specific character, but like he lives in a tree <laughs> and right. is like protecting the forest. So that's mm-hmm. pretty much what Kodamas do. Yeah, and so this is the Kodama card from the Yokayochi tarot deck that we both got and the Kickstarter. It's in this one is for the Four of Wands, which is a happy celebratory card, and it's just some little, kind of uh, ambiguously shaped, vaguely humanoid creatures living in a tree, and that's kind of the essence of the thing. Kodamas are tree spirits. The tree spirits come up in every sort of mythology. Because, you know, we all used to live in nature a lot more. Like we have the dryads and stuff and 
There's tons of tree stuff in Norse mythology too. This is just the flavor for Japanese mythology. The little Kodama spirits and the tree that they are linked to are seem to be one thing. Like they are spiritually like the soul of linked. the tree. Yeah. Yeah. They one like the little Kodama spirits can't live without the special tree that is their root or soul or that stuff the the kanji for it i am learning a little bit of japanese and from what i could tell i I just put it into the japanese dictionary that i use and when i put in kodama it came up as echo Mm -hmm. Um, but the kanji are the kanji for tree and then the the second half one can vary but it's like the one for tree first and then like spirit or soul second so that's mm -hmm. and there's also for the echo part that's a part of the kodama uh, mythology is that uh, you can tell like this tree is like the special ancient magic tree because you hear like some little sounds some delayed echoes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's kind of the little noises they make in like princess mononoke there's just some little bobbleheads it's like yeah they make little clicky sounds mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i thought it was kind of funky and cool that the trees what the type of trees that the that are said to be Kodama are Cryptomeria, which was a cool name, but that's just the Japanese cedar. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the little Kodama tree spirits can appear either as little vague humanoid shapes or as little orbs of glowing light. There's no strict interpretation in the folklore about what they have to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a myth that they bleed the, tr- the trees if you try and cut them down will bleed red which is like that's some standard folklore good mythology like that's something that comes up in in game of thrones with the weirwood trees Mm -hmm. but i imagine some places in the world there are trees with red sap and when people saw that they're like oh magic tree bleeding tree (laughs) yeah yeah i would i would imagine it would be hard not to be any sort of person anywhere in the world to see a tree with red sap and think oh my gosh magic bleeding tree yeah yeah fair mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i was seeing some stuff uh, around the internet too about it how it kind of differs by region what trees are supposed to be the kodama trees usually they're old trees and you know older generations tell you which ones are the special trees you shouldn't cut down and right. in some parts of japan if you cut down the tree you are cursed with misfortune like you do mm-hmm. and in other places if it's a special tree and for some reason you need to cut it down like you can offer prayers or a festival Mm -hmm. right but i like it because we should think of our planet and nature as living and like we're not any better or worse than the trees and the animals we should respect their lives and not take the life of something living without respecting and honoring it in general and not Mm -hmm. be wasteful and we should we should think about what we consume. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kodama. it's nice. It's a whole Japanese one. tree spirits. Yeah, I also uh saw and I believe I saw some trees when I was in Japan with this on them that there is a special kind of rope that sometimes is tied around trees that are thought to have a kodama living in it uh called a uh, shimina rope. And it's like a big twisty rope made out of mm-hmm. some uh, fiber. And it's just supposed to like be a special marking to protect that tree because it's got a Kodama inside of it. That's fun. Yeah. 
Festive. And we, festive. We learned a new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice- I recently learned that Kodama were something outside of Ghibli. Uh, I first heard of them from Ghibli and I kind of like, I, I know that there are things in Ghibli that are like yokai and folklore, but I just like didn't really think about it and until uh fairly recently i like saw some other kodama stuff and i was like oh of course that's like a folklore thing and not just a ghibli specific thing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's always fun to learn things like that mm-hmm. to learn that like things that you liked on their own merit are based in folklore and mythology it's super fun yeah and i think i part of the reason i saw thought that as I saw Princess Mononoke really really young I was like a really young preteen when I saw that movie so I was just like cool that's all stuff from that movie and then it wasn't until I was older that I learned more about like yokai and saw some other movies like Pompoko that have lots of specific yokai references and my brain just didn't like cross-reference that and be like hey maybe some of the other stuff in previous movies is also folklore stuff so learning Mm -hmm. things it's good Yay, and that's what this whole journey is about. Yeah, yeah, so it's nice to talk about uh, kind of a fun, light, fluffy subject. They're even, <laughs> they're, they're, I feel like yokai is like fun, light, and fluffy compared to like magnanimous cult leaders that we've been talking about. Uh, cult and, leaders in their crimes. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, Yokai is a, or, or sorry, uh, Kodama is even a specifically like kind of cute and fun Yokai that like, you know, it's not like doing murder and other things like some of the yeah, other ones are. <laughs> no. I, I do enjoy how so many archetypes from ancient mythologies are neutral. Mm-hmm. Like, they will hurt you if you hurt them. But if you respect them and leave them be, they will be nice or neutral to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. Yep. So I guess that's it for us this week. We can do some shameless self-promotion and uh, be on our way. Um, by the time you're listening to this, my Steven Universe collection will have already dropped and stick around. Uh, hopefully sometime in late May, I will be dropping some pride self-striping that will be having a portion of each skein, a significant portion of each skein sold will be uh, so we can make a nice fatty fat donation to a point of pride because it's pride season. We are supporting our trans siblings as they hopefully get access to the medical care that they desire and point of pride helps with that. Hooray. Yay. And what have you got for promo for this week? Uh, I will have the um, Zodiac stuff up online soon, Mm -hmm. sometime in May. But something that I have a more specific date on is that I have a virtual show happening this weekend. uh, And that if you're listening to the audio podcast, it will have already happened. But if you're on the Patreon, check it out. Um, So that is the Darksome Craft show so virtual show doing things zodiacs coming soon and speaking of pride also there might be a pride themed kickstarter from emily so we have we have shenanigans in the works that will come up this summer (laughs) we we so if you are looking to find links to any of this on the internet head on over to fibercoven.com that will have show notes for what you just listened to 
that will have links to my yarn and Emily's merch and patterns, as well as to our Patreon, where we do a whole nother podcast where we talk about the nerd things we're into, as well as our business stuff. And being a patron also gets you into our sweet Discord, where you can make new friends and come to our virtual crafty hangout nights. Hooray! Fibercoven.com. That's what you need to find us. And until next week, Coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Bye.